in five, four, three, two, one. We have been recording for five seconds here <laughs> on the Honey Bunny Radio with myself, Bobby Rivas, <laughs> my uh, my partner and bandmate. Bridget Nora Sanchez, a.k.a. Lil Salad. Lil Salad, that's me. Lil Salad dressing. About to spit. Lil Salad. (laughs) And our friend Manda is in the house. Manda is in the house. What a time to be alive, everybody. What a time. We're here at home, which is the only place you really can be these Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. Um... Due to, I'm sure you heard of it, that COVID-19, that coronavirus, it's the talk of the town. Talk of the town. Yeah, unfortunately. What an interesting situation. I can't wait to be in a situation where we're looking back and we're like, remember when we thought everyone was going to die and, you know what I mean? We thought about that all the time. Finally made it. Can't wait to say we finally made it. Yep. So if this is serving as any sort of time capsule, listening to it far in in the future... We're looking at the internet, and it's not making us feel any better. Tired of the internet. Yeah. The internet is just <laughs> a difficult place right now. And I think a lot of that can be chalked up to just the uncertainty of the situation. We the uncertainty, know. the misinformation spreading rapidly. Yeah. Yep. All that. I believe there's a lot of misinformation because there's so very little information mm-hmm. about, you know, what's going on with the disease and... I mean, the only, you know, confirmed information is that that it's a very serious thing and that we need to protect ourselves, you know, and stay away from people that we don't know. And even the people that we do know, we need to keep it absolutely sparse, you know. Yep. So so we, we still don't even understand the virus necessarily. Work no. is being done. New projections, Which is like new numbers are being put out all the time. Uh, yesterday, Trump saying it's going to be a rough two weeks, you know, 100,000 to 200,000 citizens of the United States. Infected. Could, uh, I, I think the numbers Could are saying that or... they will be. That's a projection? A, a projection okay. saying this is going to be a, a, a difficult few weeks for us. Yeah. Well, especially We're... like New York and stuff like that. Yeah, but two weeks I think is super shy of a realistic <clears throat> time frame. I definitely, I mean, two weeks ain't shit. Yeah. We just did two weeks. No, that's, that's true. The reality of the situation is, yeah, we don't know how long this is going to be going. Yeah. Um, I'd say like two months, you know, before we see any kind of yeah. progression. Yeah. Or any I guess regression. Oh, we're no. going to need some kind of major breakthrough before I feel like morally we're ready to mm-hmm. start operating society again. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, restaurants and bars, music venues, retail yeah. stores, all these places that we're not going to right now. I think it's going to be a beautiful revival. God. Once we're back in it, I feel good we're about have, that. Yeah, so much appreciation. Hell yeah. I for look everything. forward to being a server and bartender again. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Like let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Now, shout out to uh, to people who are alone. I hope if you are listening to this and you are alone at this time that you are uh, you're engaging in our pre-recorded social interaction. Think we're about thinking you. about yeah. you. We wish you were here. Thinking about you guys. But if you were here, we would just ask that you don't touch us. Also yeah. to leave. And, and, to- <laughs> and sanitize <laughs> and leave. <laughs> and leave. Yeah. I've kind of been having some pretty bad days yep. of just overcome with anxiety, especially whenever, you know, you spend an excess amount of time on the internet 
reading all of these just fe- solidifying how much control yeah. you don't have exactly like mm-hmm. oh no you should be very scared and here's right. why you know and i think that we should be scared in the sense that in a respectful way to the seriousness of mm-hmm, the situation mm-hmm. but not to where we're ruining our own lives you know right so i feel like we grew up and our parents said don't do drugs don't get into bad things and mm-hmm. i think generations moving forward you know none of us have procreated here but i feel like if if any of us were to you know a major thing that parents have to think about now is their children's relationship with social media it's yeah. a new kind of vice it's mm-hmm. a new uh it's it's a it's a way to be very unhealthy if you use it the wrong way like yeah. so many things do you know we do it's mm-hmm. just a new uh it is a, a new vice and as adults we have to learn how to self-regulate but mm-hmm. children don't know that no part yet so they're you know like getting that fix from that. And then mm-hmm. if it's taken away for whatever reason, you know, they don't know how to cope. I've heard like friends of mine have kids that they throw absolute fits. If you limit yeah. their social media time and they lose their shit, but they don't know, you know, like they see mom and dad mm-hmm. on the phone all the time. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're very id based. They're just like yep. instant gratification. Yep. Like, yeah. This Tiger King. Tiger King. Tiger King. Joe Exotic. My man. Joe Exotic. People yeah. want content. We're yeah. at home. And I want the Tiger new, fresh, King wild ass content. <laughs> that, that's wild. wild. That was wild. For sure. Shook. Hell yeah. Yeah. By Joe Exotic. What a wild story here. Um, just so if you if you haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil a lot of the uh, details for you, but. Uh, the, it follows the industry of all of these people in the southern United States that uh, raise and breed and display exotic animals, generally tigers, as you might assume, but all kinds kinda, of wild animals. I do kind of feel like there's nobody listening that doesn't has, hasn't heard about this, but I know those people do exist. Well, I think everyone, <laughs> if you have a Netflix wrong. account, yeah. it's been shoved in your face. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. If you haven't clicked on it, I think most people have. So yeah. maybe there might be some light spoilers. It's it's not built on the narrative arc, though. It it's is a an interesting. It's an mm-hmm. it's yeah. a real life thing. Just because we call it a mini series, and it is, but it's like a documentary right. type yeah. style. These people have been at it for a long time. It's been uh, it's been an interesting. Well, thing. it feels like they've been at it for longer because they're all straight from the fucking eighties with their mullets and yep. clothing. But yeah. it's within the last ten years, I think. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been mm-hmm. that long. Yeah. At least the filming of the of right. the documentary is right. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's also the podcast that came out first before this. If okay. you uh, mm-hmm. back, there's a podcast about um, someone kind of did an expose on the Joe Exotic uh, story. Um, and I think it uncovers a little bit more of his, his backstory and what makes him the way he is growing up in the South with homophobic parents, not really, um, and they mentioned that there's like a, uh, a really sad line in the first episode of the docuseries where he's like, his dad makes him promise to not come to his funeral. I know, you so know? awful. Like things, it's like, it's a, uh, wow, it's I don't really even remember that, that's awful. Um, kind of his upbringing and he just had a, had a rough time in the American South. Uh, yeah, it makes sense yeah. that Obviously, he became a Tiger King, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That he got that fucking mm-hmm. eyebrow piercing and all those yeah. weird fucking tattoos. He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to be the king, you know, or just be worth, you know, yep. mm-hmm. something so bad to where he kind of like held on to it like mm-hmm. so tight. Yeah. So, so I hear, you know, he, he's growing up and 
you know, he's he's married and he's in his early 20s, but he's in a low point and he's on drugs and mm-hmm. his life is not going very well. And he finally meets some people that have a, a baby lion and they let him feed the baby lion with a little baby bottle. And he fell in love and he, he needed to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's not really given that sympathy in the docu-series. Not to say that I'm defending Joe Exotic. All of these people are fucking crazy. Yeah, they're crazy no, and they're terrible. They are terrible. It's I definitely don't... But I think, have a soft spot for Joe. I do have a soft spot for Joe, but and I, I honestly, I mean, he's kind of like the most interesting person, you yeah, know, in that whole documentary. But like everyone, it's it is all fucked up the way that the tigers are treated, yeah, you know, and and bred, and you know, there's like some scenes, you know, I guess spoiler alert, in the middle of the of the series where they're running out of money to to properly feed these tigers, yeah, and there's like. 15 tigers in a cage scrambling over like some old meat yeah. and it just kind of breaks my heart you know it's it's like a little tiger concentration no, camp you know yeah. yeah and i'm not a fan of zoos in general I no like the animals are not happy no they're not animals are not a fan of the zoos. i never enjoy myself at a zoo I'm like Mm-mm. oh fuck no oh, it fuck. does seem i i feel like especially you know big exotic animals like that like they they say in the docuseries that tigers need something like 400 square acres to even be healthy you know what i mean like they're not happy in a little cage no no one is that's what look at us us. uh, bridge i remember you and i yeah here we are in a quarantine time god we're the tigers yeah now we're the tigers who's joe loser in this is the animals hell yeah you know absolutely I mean? which eventually this isn't even about the animals it's yeah. about fucking no strange it, it becomes an it industry. started off yeah, yeah it started off because they loved the big cats and exotic animals so mm-hmm. much but yeah. really it's a status thing and they kind of talked about that too is that it's yeah it's just like um a financial status thing you know to right. have these big powerful creatures but they're yours and you mm-hmm. own them like it's pretty crazy not pretty unlike pretty crazy pretty crazy pretty then the rest of the podcast is just pretty let us take a trip to latte larry's the spike store you know um I will say that it, it wraps up in what I wanted to call a Seinfeldian way, though I really think Larry David is to to credit for the uh, for the just the the structure of how the Seinfeld episodes were built and how the yeah. uh, how the Curb Your Enthusiasm so episodes to say it's are built. Seinfeldian, it's like it's Larry David. Like, it's Davidian. Davidian. Ooh. Uh, no, so Larry David, I consider you someone that I'll make your name into an adjective. Cool, let's take a little break, and we'll be back in literally no time at all. Not, no time for you? Yeah, you can just hit, you're going to hear me hit this, the space bar, <laughs> and then it's going to come right, check this out. Check it out. You guys see Uncut Gems? No, yeah, we brought it uh, to Menda, and we were like, Menda, you got to watch this movie with us, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And we're like, it has Adam Sandler. And you're like, why do I want to watch that? And I was <laughs> like, I nah, that? I heard really good stuff. And then we watched it and everyone was blown away. Blown away. By that movie. Everyone was what an away. unbelievable movie. I, had a, I don't smoke cigarettes. I had to have a cigarette after that fucking movie. <laughs> 
Dang. It's very stressful. Very no, stressful. that's true. It, there's something about the tone of that movie that mm-hmm. it never yep. lets you relax. No. Urgency, that fucking... Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't like it. Well, and the the stakes, the the situation mm. that <laughs> mm, stakes, uh, the situation that the main character Adam Sandler plays gets himself into is just increasingly, you know, thicker and and more dangerous. Yeah, too and thick. You need it's to just, reel it back, homeboy. Yeah. So the the Doing stress just kind of continues throughout the movie. Yep. It's very really really good. Yeah. No relief at all. Highly recommend it. Just the writing and the tone mm. are incredible. On top of that, there's. Just uh, the weekend is the weekend. Oh yeah, the weekend. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he I was. forgot. Um, mm-hmm. Idina Menzel is the yeah, the wife. Awesome. She just kills it. She brings that drama. Yeah. And Uncut Gems. She does not let it go. All of Adam Sandler's <laughs> shit. Good. And she does not let it go. No. But no, it's just so cool. Kevin Garnett plays a, a cool thematic role. He's mm-hmm. he's an integral character in the story and. Man, it just blows your mind. Yeah. It's so cool. When when it stopped, when the film was over, I felt like we all just sat there for a few minutes. Yeah, I needed a moment. Like, we were like, holy shit. We just mm-hmm. gotta we just gotta sit here for a second before we even start talking. It was just crazy. So oh I feel like as far as like Adam Sandler goes, there are several things that I don't like that he's come out with in the past 10 years or so. And I feel like Uncut Gems, which I keep accidentally calling Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Every time you say Uncut Gems, I'm like, oh yeah, Jenny McBride, hell yeah. Yep. Okay, because just gems, it's recent, it's Yeah, I was like, gems. why are we going to talk about that? No. <laughs> no, Uncut Gems uh, makes up for mm-hmm. Jack and Jill. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, he has redeemed himself. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Like, such a great performance. Yeah, um, you said Adam Sandler, I was like, oh. Okay. No, exactly. It's not usually, this. but he's, I don't know, man. He made up for it. He's very talented. Like did a good job. Really good. Yeah. Abby Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Wedding Singer. Those are still good. Big I like all Daddy, of those movies. Waterboy, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love is actually one of, yeah, I love that movie. Super artistic, though. It doesn't really fall into the same canon as like his goofy comedies. That mo- Paul Paul Thomas Anderson, Punch mm. Drunk Love. Yeah. But then he, he came out with a bunch of like really bad ones in the past, like... There was no. Jack and Jill, where There's- he had his own... It was him playing his own twin sister. What? That's fucking stupid. Yup. <laughs> it, it sounds... I've never seen that movie. It That's sound, stupid I, I didn't watch it, but it sounds like a made-up movie. It sounds like whenever... You know, whenever you're watching a movie and there's a bunch... Like, it's like a, a fake movie star and a bunch of fake roles that they had. It sounds like a fake role. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that goofy movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a goofy movie? That was a good movie. That was a, a goofy movie. Okay, what you a great saying? movie. That cheese pizza looks so good. Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chris Farley. That's all. Yep. I wish he was still alive, making making me laugh, because that guy was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, if you ever just go watch the SNL Greatest Hits mm-hmm. DVD of him, he's living, living in, in a van. van. Down by the river. Aww. Down by the river. It's a lot of us these days. <laughs> with baby David Spade and oh, yeah. uh, Christina Applegate and they're losing their shit while he's jumping into a table Hell yeah. you know yeah. and uh, man that's that, I love the uh, did you know you weren't drinking real coffee but decaffeinated coffee oh crystals? yeah the decaffeinated crystals <gasps> yeah and yeah, he goes crazy and go First watch all, go watch know. if you haven't seen all the Chris Farley things I don't know how old 
people are that are listening to this. Yeah. Um, Probably our age. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. How old know. are we? I never used to watch SNL, but well, now I, I like it. I picked it up as a kid with those DVDs, with the best yeah. of Chris Farley. Best of Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I, honestly, I had John Belushi, which mm, is like nice. a different vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? The old cast, and you kind of got humor it. humor is different. Yeah. Humor changes. Humor evolves. Yep. Humor evolves. Humor struggles to stand the test of time. It, it has does. a harder time than other platforms. Yeah. Humor is just so relative and so subjective. So it Because people change. Kate McKinnon mm-hmm, made us mm-hmm. think about How the, the casting of the uh, the dramatic, creative, nonfiction uh, tiger uh, movie. Tiger movie, <laughs> the Tiger King movies. Yeah, and, uh, possible. This it's all speculation right now. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It seems like it's all speculation. Well, according pe- to OprahMagazine.com, mm-hmm. um, for Joe Exotic, they've cast Dax Shepard. Which I don't honestly okay. even know who the fuck that is. I that could see that. Um, but other it, contenders would be Jim Carrey, Edward Norton, and Jared Leto. Uh, not Jared Leto. I can't. I could see Edward Norton. I could. Edward Norton. See, so Edward Norton would make it. Uh, I feel like he's a more serious. Yeah, he definitely. He's is. got he some is, more. But he can also do some comedies though, like, but not like super silly. Like I've seen him like in Wes Anderson movies, which are usually kind of like light comedy, you know? There's some, there's some frivolity mm-hmm. to Wes Anderson but movies, like, but Joe I wouldn't Exotic classify them as comedy. straight silly. He's so silly. We need someone that's able to be like, yeah. have his little squinchy, you know, space mm-hmm. or whatever. And God, I love his squinchy face. I know. Well, I just think of that adorable. Then, then why not Joe Dirt himself get David Spade to be? Oh, I thought that you know? yeah, it's too similar. You know, he is Joe Dirt. The Joe, Joe Dirt, Dirt is already Joe there. Dirt. That makes sense. He's Joe Dirt in the sense that uh, Bernie Sanders is Larry David. Oh you God, know? yes. Like, um, <laughs> sometimes things are just so accurate that you just gotta go with it. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways, Kate McKinnon would make a hilarious Carol Baskin. Yep, and I'm kind of down for that. Hot tracks, hot tracks, hot tracks. tracks. We wanted to open up this segment a little bit and talk about kind of uh, whatever songs were just really on our heart in this time in the Mm COVID-19 quarantine situation. We're relying on our artists and Mm -hmm. our creators. What's getting you through? Let's see. So our first track that we did was uh, the OC's Animated Violence. Oh, we yeah. gave this a listen before we came on. That song that move, rocks. That, that song will give Bridget, you some Bridget, this energy. was your choice. Oh, yeah. This is a, an Good energy Bridget. song. Thank you. Because I can't stop doing the, the opening uh, drum, little drum riff, and then the, the guitar. Do it, do it. It goes. Psychedelic-y and reverby mm-hmm. and wet and raw and it's also heavy <laughs> and metal and gnarly. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of rocks your socks off. The video we were watching, they had two drummers. I suggest, uh, sorry, yeah, I suggest you like take a drive and and put that song on. Oh yeah. You know, just to yep. take a little. I'm not saying get out of your house and go see people or go to a you know thing, but if you want to like take a drive and listen to music, that's a pretty badass song to listen to. True. Now that one rocked hard. The other pick was uh, 
Both sides now, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, that's my... I love Joni Mitchell. I had like a huge Joni Mitchell phase in my life. Both Sides Now is a really beautiful song. Both of the the songs that I picked for me, which is, um, I'll just say both Joni Mitchell, uh, Both Sides Now, and then um, Modest Mouse, Heart Cook's Brain are like kind of introspective songs, mm-hmm. you know, like they kind of just make you think about life and your life and mm-hmm. I don't know, coping with things and. I kind of feel like they're a little bit on topic, you know? Mm-hmm. They're about the human experience. Music feels less human than it ever has. You know, older music strikes us as human, I mm-hmm. think, just from the way we record it. But nonetheless had uh, uh, hypnotism to it. Yeah. You know, it just, I felt like I was just in a zone. Yeah, in the um, zone. And they're very different, obviously, like very different styles of music. Joni Mitchell is just literally like her vocals and the guitar but it just has this really beautiful meaning behind the song. Both Sides Now is where she kind of talks about different ways that she's looked at, at love and life, but really in the end she doesn't know anything at all and she's still learning. Same. Yeah. No, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And then Heart Cook's Brain is almost just like this kind of rhythmic poetry about how your heart kind of mm. takes over your brain. It's the... Uh, my brain's the burger and my heart's the coals, you know? Like, it kind of takes over Mm. and cooks it. David Byrne, Bullet. Bullet. Them bullet went into him. It's on his new American Utopia album. It just struck me. The The whole album is really cool, and what he's up to now with the American Utopia... It's a Broadway show. It was an international tour for so the last cool. couple of years. I want to see it. He's just doing such a cool thing. You can see a lot of it, you know, online. It's mm-hmm. marching band influenced, and they're all in these very uniform uniforms. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, very uniform. All the, all the music is, just, it's, you know, obviously very wireless, and they're moving around and playing in a marching band style. There's not necessarily a a drum kit or anything that's too stationary. It's a very visual kind of thing. But the music is just totally David Byrne. He's not he's fucking around. An, he's you such know? an incredible artist. He's exactly David Byrne, as good as he's ever been. Pineapple. Who cares what's on your pizza? Who cares? Losers. Seems discriminatory. Who cares? To be, cares? To be anti- Pineapple on your pizza. Anti anyone's topping. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Who Put gives a any fuck? food on anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put your ice cream on your cheeseburger. Go right ahead. Yeah. Put Don't your. Be like, oh, that ain't right. Not my business. What you eat. Mm-mm. Not my business. This has been Honey Bunny Radio <laughs> with Bobby Rivas, Bridget Norris Sanchez, aka Little Salad, and Manda. What up, what up? Oh. And yep. Mm-hmm. Manda. Manda. This has been fun, y'all. Stay safe. Stay away from people. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay mm-hmm. sane. Mm-hmm. Peace and love, y'all. <laughs> love us up on social media. <laughs> <laughs>